Hello everybody, welcome to podcast number 17 of the Alt Gaming Community Podcast for April 30th of August 2019. April? August 30th, 2019, what am I talking about? We've went right. back in time. I went back in time, yeah. Um, we were supposed to record this on Friday, that's why the date is the 30th, but it's actually, we're recording it on the 31st, but it doesn't matter in podcast world, it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Uh, tonight, I am joined by some wonderful members of our community and my co-host, Hat, from NT Clan, as usual. Hello, uh, Hello. And Ian and Rusty are joining us. Hello, guys. Hello there. I'm famous. <laughs> Look, man. I'm on the internet. Uh, we've got a full NT crowd in the house. Look at that. It's lovely. We're taking off. Uh, uh, no talent. They're trying to. We'll fail, though, because we have Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in, in a lovely way. We lack the capacity, both mentally and physically, to do so. So in the last few weeks, uh, things that have happened have been Gamescom in Cologne, Germany, with lots of announcements. Uh, WoW Classic, or WoW Q Simulator, has come out. <laughs> and um, also we've had some news about a new Planetside game. And we have all been, everyone in this room, and plus some more of us, there's about, I think, 15 of us that went. Yeah. From Discord, went yeah, to the lot, yeah. yeah, went to the NEC in Birmingham, and uh, we had a, a fun few days of um, yeah, serious gaming. Yeah, oh yeah, hardcore. Gaming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, let's go to this gaming festival, guys. Yeah, no, what's the, we could just go to a pub. <laughs> you mean I was meant to take my computer out the car? Yeah. Fuck! How many computers did you drop, Rusty? I dropped possibly two computers. <laughs> Was that because you were drunk carrying them from your car? Yeah. Or was it because the car park was melting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was hot, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I carried mine like He-Man, and then my arm ached for like three days. So. Oh, error. Trolleys are worth investment. I know, right? So, yeah, we're going to talk trolleys. about... Yeah, you... <laughs> oh, well... So that's what we're going to talk about today on the podcast. I'm going to start just by going around the room and saying, what are you guys playing at the moment? What, what's going on, Hat? What you what you been up to? For once, not Warframe. Yeah. I've actually been playing Hunt. <laughs> so that's actually just came out. So, you know, me, Chung, bloody have been getting back into that. Is it good? Yeah. Is it bad? Oh, or yes. Is it... it's, um, so it's either duos or squads. I mean, you can go in solo as well. But it's 12 uh, players per map split between the different like groups. And there is bounties, which is like you can have one bounty or two bounties on the map which is like a monster that you've got to track down find hints and then kill and then get out but when you pick up the bounty from the monster everyone can see where you are so you've kind of got to go in kill it find it kill it and get out without any of the others like players killing you okay does any one of you have to get out alive or is the benefit for if everyone gets uh, the, the monster drops two bounties Okay. So, like, you both pick it up, but say if one of you get out, you still kind of get some reward. Everyone gets a reward. And much like Tarkov, you um, have equipment that you bring in. You don't need to find equipment, like in Tarkov, but uh, so as you do bounties and kill monsters, pardon me, you get money, and you can use that to buy equipment, and you unlock more equipment as you level up. So, it's very good. It's all set in, uh, it's like the Louisiana swamps, and it's during, like, I think... Sort of like Western time. It's all lever action rifles, sort of thing, and bolt action rifles. 
Okay, is it full release or is it? Just oh yeah, it's full, no, it was full release. But, oh, sorry, it was early access. It's not, <laughs> it's the way around. Take it back. Guys. <laughs> That's good to play a proper games fully released. Yeah. It, in all honesty, it hasn't changed a massive amount. Um, it's got better, but I can't say like, oh, they've added so many things since it first came out. It's still the same sort of core gameplay of you go and kill a monster and try not to get killed or get killed by the little zombies and different mutant things in the swamps. Sure, sure. Get, we get the gist. That's yeah. fine. Uh, Ian, what have you been up to? Any gaming? <laughs> Some. Some. Um, so, interchange then. I've uh, not really played much Stellaris recently, which I think is... Um, so, oh. aside from the <sighs> WoW Classic, which I suppose we'll come to when we get to that section, which yeah. I am currently playing right now, <laughs> um, because got to keep got to keep the grind up. Um, I suppose there's been PUBG as well since the latest patch, um, yeah. and uh, Surviving Mod, which I picked up recently. Again, this is another Paradox game like Solaris, um, which is pretty good. It's a little colony simulator, like um, I suppose, I suppose a little bit like RimWorld or Anno or stuff like that. Where you've got resources to manage and you build a little colony. That's quite fun. Um, and I actually started playing Kerbal Space Program, program again. Since oh. the announcement of the second one, yes, um, which was like right, okay, I need to go back and play the first one again just so I can remember how to play it. So, yeah, so that, that that's basically it at the minute. Haven't haven't wow. touched Arena for a while either. Um, I've gone, I don't know, maybe maybe I've gone off Magic a bit. Maybe I'll go back and play that later at some point. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well, plenty to play at the moment, isn't there? It's that summertime of gaming. Yeah, <laughs> lots, lots of choice. Hey, Rusty, do you play any other games in CS? <laughs> this one time uh, I played a bit of PUBG since the update and I still suck cool. so uh, we, we uninstalled that again um, I've dabbled in some WoW Classic and I suck at that uh, and I roped everybody else into playing CSGO so now yeah, we have a good collective of people playing yeah there's, there's a few of us able to put a team together now aren't we which is quite good <clears throat> on a regular basis which is, I mean, not all good players, but it's just, it's better to play as a full team, I think. So come challenge us. Yes, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Our mighty CS. You were the kid in the corner, weren't you, with the bike going, go and have a go if you think you're hard enough, and then leg it. Yeah, Hat's not even on the team. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I've also been playing quite a lot of PUBG since the update, uh, with Ian mostly as well. Yeah, but, yeah, which has been really good fun. It's probably the only game I played at the NEC when we were there. Um, I, t- I tried a little bit. I've only just started getting into the Survival Mars thing, Mars Survival, which is looks nice. It's, it looks like a nice little game to play when you've got a hangover or just chilling out or something. But um, yeah, it's, not much it's, else. It's definitely one where you can sit and chill. Yeah, or you can full on min min max and like proper work out the resource flows and the efficiency and so. It's, yeah, it's good either way you want to do with that one. But. <laughs> yeah, I have put my toe back in the water with Destiny in readiness ah. for things coming. Are so, you prepared for the Destiny switch over to Steam? I am prepared. Yes, yes I've done all Likewise. the bits and pieces, registered my account, and sent it over and everything like that. So that's all ready. And it's, I mean, it doesn't really the free to play bit doesn't affect me because I bought everything that they're now turning into free to play, which obviously feels great. Oh, really? What's uh, um, <laughs> what, what's what's <laughs> what's going free to play? Everything up until uh, September first this year. Ah, oh, 
So, like, you know, all the... <laughs> so I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a new um, pay-to-play pl- pay type element called Shadow Keep, which you'll be able to spend your money on. But um, yeah. the game... So kind of, like, get people into the game. Everything from Destiny 2 Year 1 is going to yeah. be... Was it was it Forsake was Forsaken the previous DLC? Yeah, that's the one that's going to be now free to play. Yeah, I bought that and then played about an hour of it. Nice. Well, well there was <laughs> there was three additional elements on top of that. There was the the, the Izignagi Forge thing, and then there was yeah, a few yeah. others. And the, the Gambit elements were all introduced, and they've expanded upon Gambit, and that's its own thing now, quite a lot with its own armor sets and stuff. So yeah, you know, I might quite a lot. To get back. I might attempt to get back into that with you then. If well, I can yeah, prize so, myself away from the wow, but yeah, well, the wow will be quite, <laughs> the wow crack will be strong for a while, won't it? So. Yeah, man, it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> but Destiny is—it's one of those games where you you go away from it and then you come back and you oh fuck, I can't work all this out again. <laughs> yeah, everything so did. much. Yeah, when I logged in last time to play Forsaken, I was like, what the hell, everything had changed and I didn't recognize everything. And yeah, doing, where was it going? So I only missed one season, so I played a lot season five. And I missed season six, and now it's season seven, which is the last season sure. for this for this year. And so I've only missed one season, but it's enough to have gone, oh, okay, so I'm 150 power behind the cap. So <laughs> that's a lot of grinding. And then, you know, I don't know where anything is. They've moved the where you get missions from. And, it, you know, so it's been quite – it's been useful to, like, grab it again and try and work it out and get my head level with it. And um, they're bringing in something called Armor 2.0 in October, right. which is going to be a complete revision of all of the way armor is done in the game. And I think that'll make a big difference to to the uh, quality of life of investing in something you like to wear that looks good and putting the right perks on it and then ah. leveling it up. Because so the it's, past- it's, it's, it's there an element... So in, in, in WoW retail, not classic, you've got something called transmogrif- trans, Transmogrify, where you can essentially make your high-level good gear look like another piece of gear. So you can... L- wear good stuff but have it all matching and looking good and stuff is it sort of like a cosmetic thing i think it's halfway towards that so what they're saying is before when you got a piece of gear if you really liked it you were stuck with what it had rolled with when you got it oh i see yeah so, and you could have obviously kept trying to get that piece of gear but there wasn't maybe a hard and fast way of going and doing an activity that guaranteed to drop that piece of gear and mm-hmm. So it was a bit more of a, you know, roll the dice. Uh, Was there there a bit of RNG with the stats? It was quite a lot of RNG. So not only RNG on which piece of armor you'll get, but there was RNG on what stats will be on said armor. Yeah, there was an element like that in in WoW as well. And Blizzard introduced, um, I can't remember what it was called now. It was such a long time ago since I've seen it. But Blizzard introduced an element where you could could re-roll a certain stat as one that you wanted on that armor piece. So yes, that's a nice little quality of life thing. But that's quite a nice thing because, you know, your guardian as you play him and you're into yeah. him, you want him to invest, you want to keep investing in what you like, how you like to play. Yeah. Rather than having to take armor off to put higher power armor on that's like says, I don't know, for example, piece of armor that's really good at boosting grenade launchers that you never use. Yeah. But of course, it's a high light, so you want to wear it high power. But um, anyway, so they get rid of that and that'll be really big for the game. But it does mean that all the armor I've got like 500 pieces is probably all absolutely useless. <laughs> and I'll just have to melt it into some sort of weird in-game currency. Yeah, that's oh, just, well. you know, MMO-type RPG mechanics, really, isn't it? It's the, yeah, it's the way it works. It's the way it works. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so let's get on with the podcast. <laughs> um, 
So uh, Gamescom happened and, you know, it's not as big as E3 for those that don't know what it is, but it's it's a pretty major event uh, for Europe in terms of a gaming convention. And it's it's not where you'd necessarily go like we did to the NEC to set up your computer and play games. It's more of an advertising PR exercise exhibition for, for all the gaming companies to show off something. And I think it might be cheaper than if you're going to try and do it in America, maybe as well. Um, but it works for different companies that have different do different things. So like Star Citizen tend to have quite a good turnout there, for example. And people like Bungie decided to go there rather than they don't they don't normally uh-huh. bother. So there was some bigger companies there, and quite a few companies saved some bigger announcements for that weekend, which was quite nice. So it means Gamescom's getting some some good traction. Um, and I've tried to pick out a few highlights, really, and it's just interesting things that I thought would appeal to our community. So one that struck my attention was Gears of War 5 is going to become... Uh, it's coming to Steam, so it's going to be part... So you can pay for your Xbox Pass, and you can get that game included in your Xbox Pass, or you oh, could right. buy it outright on Steam and play it. But it, um, it doesn't mean that... PC players are going to play against Xbox players necessarily, but it does. Uh-huh. It just meant that it was kind of. I thought it was nice how they're broadening the ways the ways you can play on these kind of what in the past have been very exclusive console titles that have been used yeah. to sell a console. Yeah. Gears of War is a franchise I've never touched purely because I've not had <clears throat> I've not had a console. Yeah, since since a PS2, that was the last thing I had. Um, so I've it's all these console exclusives that have come out that have been absolutely fantastic games like Uncharted and Gears of War and yeah. um, also the, not not is it Last of Us? Is that the yeah, one? that's another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all yeah, these God things have looked yeah God of War. All these things that have looked incredible. Um, so I, I didn't not not being able to play. So I, I, yeah, it's good that some of them are coming to PC as well now. It's been something that we've been missing. So one of the famous modes that Gears sort of invented was this horde mode where there's waves of enemies coming at you and you've got to see how long you can survive. Um, and they're introducing a class-based element to that now, like Overwatch. So you're going to take a character that does something for your team and there's lots of characters to choose from. And depending on what combination of characters you put together in your team, you might be able to attack and last the horde yeah. longer or in a different way. And they're making a fully support character which floats around it's like an electronic bot. Hmm. So it's very different because in yeah. the past, Gears of War's just been everyone's the same. You might look different, but you basically everyone's the same character. Yeah. And there are weapons on the map you could go to and get that power up weapon on the map. And that becomes a, a point of contention in a PvP environment because two people are trying to get to that sniper rifle, two different teams, like, you know. Yeah. Whereas to bring it into class based is quite an interesting hybrid. So it's going to have these power weapons are still on the map, but the character mix is also going to be a factor. So it's like a hybrid between Halo and Overwatch. It looks like, say, like you've got turrets now you can play, so at least one of the characters looks like a robot guy. He's splitting. Yeah, so uh, that's that new player, support right? character. So, yeah. yeah. That, that's up my alley. I'm always, I like guys who can just like fortify an area. I'm not sure how much of this is PR, but mm. one of the things they talked about with the flyable support bot was how excellent he is to use mm. if you're um so let's say you're not using conventional controls yeah because you're disabled or you might you know you might you, whatever the reasons are you're not on keyboard and mouse and you're using mm-hmm. a joystick and pedals or whatever or one of these special 
controllers that's got the big buttons on it and stuff. So he's got an excellent like control scheme that allows it to be really, really easy to be controlled and very easy for new players to to use him and not find that they have a bad experience as mm-hmm. well. So there's some sort of like thought behind a guy being a uh, an entry drug to the game yeah <laughs> you know, kind of thing which is i think it's an interesting concept uh building characters just for um uh, what's the word with oh. accessibility yes yeah that's i've never really heard of that before it's yes it's quite, quite it does look like there's also today, um, like skill cards they've got at the very end of what you linked us yeah, I'm not sure what that means. I'm, um, I'm not, is that like maybe like upgrades so you can like select like and I say like you've got seven, eight slots and you can take a certain amount of cards. And yeah, it looks like so got levels. That was in um, <clears throat> what was the game with the big robots that came down? Titanfall. Titanfall. Titanfall two introduced a card system, didn't they? But I, I never played it so I much. Know. Yeah, it wasn't great. I'm not sure what <laughs> gears are doing with the cards in the past. That's always been kind of like skins based. Mm-hmm. So. Armor coloring, weapon coloring, that's kind of what it's been before. And I don't know whether they're changing that. It might not have been something they've revealed yet, or I'm just not that clued up on it. But still, it's a really good um it's a really good game in the past. The PvP is really tight and it's really nice. Like that slide duck cover shotgun. Oh. So much fun. Involved again in the franchise. Yeah, I mean to be able to get it on PC and, and Steam and it's really good news, I thought. Are the other four coming to PC as well. Well, one of them is. I think they're doing a remastered, and I think number four is already coming, but only via. It's not going Steam at the moment. It's only via the Xbox launcher. Yeah. You get on your PC. Yeah. Ooh, another launcher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. The other thing I spotted at Gamescom is uh, this Death Stranding. You guys have seen some yeah. stuff like this before. Yeah, yeah, it's got um, it's got some big names attached to it, hasn't it? Actors, um, uh, Norm- so... Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks it it looks very interesting, but it looks it like looks more very preferred. Kojima. Like, it did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, is it not Kojima? It is Kojima. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's perfectly his sort of game. Uh, just like it, it looks like a playable movie, to be honest. Um. Uh, which yeah, that's true. It reminded me of the movie Oblivion a little bit graphically, like the... you know the one with the Tom Cruise and he's yes. on a planet. On, yeah, 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 I don't want no spoilers, but he's yeah, on. no spoilers, man. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I I like that sort of game where you can get heavily invested into a into a storyline and and like play it through. So a yeah. really good single player, you know, if it's mm. really done well, is it's great. It, it did take my fancy up until the point I saw it was only for a PS4. And then my interest yeah. wavered slightly. It does look like an awesome game. That I'd want to try. But... I don't know whether it's going to stay on PS4 though. So I thought it was, and it's such an interesting title. I thought it was worth talking about anyway, rather yeah. than like the obvious cyberpunk conversation we could have, which we've already had from E3 anyway. Yeah, um, which we were all excited about that. That's a great looking game. And this is like when the guy in this he saw very much that seems like to have survival mechanics. So. Like he had a Wii and it made a mushroom grow on the ground. <laughs> and then he's got this baby strapped to his belly. I, it's really weird. Like this. <laughs> I watched the gameplay and it was just like he delivered a package and then things went weird and then he fell off a cliff. And I'm still, I'm like, 
I don't know what you're doing, Kojima, but I'm probably going to buy it and I'm probably going <laughs> to yeah. love it. And it's probably going to be amazing. <laughs> but everything I've seen so far, I've got no clue what you're doing right now. You've just got Norman Reedus walking around in just an open world with a baby. Yeah, there's some nice voice acting. Yeah. The guy at the top was obviously some sort of representation of a big corporation that's put their, um, like, I don't know, outpost on this planet he's on. And he's having to go to this outpost. They'll upgrade his suit if he gives them gives the things the corporation are looking for from this planet's surface. So, like, let's say you go and mine some minerals and then you bring them back to this outpost. They'll power you up. That's what it kind of looked like. But they obviously have a seedy element. You're like, well... They're, they're, an, evil, they're an evil company. Uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be back. It's going to be like aliens. I thought it was like thing. some like post-apocalyptic stuff. Cause I don't it might well tra- be. I have I, I have no idea, mate. Like, in, the, in previous trails we've had, it's been stuff like... Well, it's been very trippy, but there's been this sort of like invisible floating things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what they I are. Know, it, it, no one does. Invisible <laughs> and the floating. And... Wasn't there like a baby coming out of an oil body or something like that? There was some. There was some weird trippy creature, wasn't there? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, dude took his mask off, and and then some strange Kojima things happened, and uh, <laughs> yeah. like weird Kojima noises. Ah. Uh. And was there some like religious sort of like symbols as well? Like a very first trailer, I'm sure, when it panned out, wasn't it like five, six yeah. crosses just floating in the air? So I wasn't sure. I, I thought it was like rapture or something like that had happened. And it well, was like, that, yeah, survived that. If if his if his plan was to um was to build a mystery and get people curious that way, is it's working? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, because everyone wants it, and nobody knows what the bloody hell it is yet. So. <laughs> yes. my, my, my favorite little bit of news that came out of uh, it's, it's old news about Death Strand was that Kojima wanted to have a week long boss battle. Yes, and he the, did. And the, and the devs were like, "Oh, that would be interesting." Yeah, he went, "No, like a real life week boss like, in real time." You, you, yeah, you've got to spend a real week of your life fighting this boss, and the, the developers were like, "Kojima, we can't do that." <laughs> Why would we do that? Yeah, I remember that. I was like, like, what the hell? Kojima, please. I I want a really good single player game with an incredible storyline, yeah. and maybe he can deliver that, and that's cool, you know. I mean every Metal Gear's been just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, on a on, on a similar on, on, on a similar note, I suppose, on single player games. Um someone I believe I saw a mention earlier, it was on Reddit, so grain of salt because i did, didn't dig into the truth of it but um cd project red are making more witcher games but they've not they've now not teased what the storyline is going to be probably not going to have anything to do with Geralt because they tied up his storyline but they are going back to the witcher universe and they're mm-hmm. going to create like they're going to expand and build more onto it so that'll be interesting going forward because they are they have so much money after like a netflix have obviously given them a load for that series that they've done but then, aren't they going to be making loads of money off Cyberpunk as well? So yeah, yeah. I mean, with the 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 amount of money that they that they made off Witcher Three alone, yeah, could could fund them for decades. So, um, so they, they, they can pretty much, and the fact that they are a, a like as 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 a studio have a lot of like pro pro gaming community integrity. It would seem like they they've not sold yes. out the DLCs. They've not sold out to. Like pay mechanics and or thank you, Polish devs. Yeah, yeah or, no or go for epic store exclusives or loot boxes or any of that. They have they make 
an, an excellent single player game. They price it appropriately, and then hundreds, thousands of people buy it. So, did you know it sold more copies this year than it did last year, The Witcher Three? Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. Wow. Well, there, there you go. Yeah, because game of the because it got game of the year, didn't it? Um, back what whenever it was whenever it was released. Oh, those awards are done in sort of June, aren't they, or July? Yeah. Um, yeah. but because of I think because it's constantly on sale and it constantly gets, and it's still even though it's what probably four years old by now. Yeah, it's four it's four years old, but it was because of the announcement of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. It seems to have shut up, and it's it's sold more copies this year. So I found that pretty amazing. That is really interesting. CD Projekt Red just generally getting more attention. Yeah, um, and it's it's good when um, they self published as well, didn't they? They self publish it. They not they're not attached to a big publisher name. It's I just don't think they're publishing. owned. Is it not like they just go to the publishers and get the best deal? Uh, I'm I'm not sure because um, looking at it now, Steam lists um, the publisher for Witcher Three as CD Projekt Red as well. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, does yeah, it is, yeah, yeah self published. Yeah, so they, so they, like, yeah. You can get a Witcher Three Wild Hunt statue of Geralt in a bath. Sixty-four <laughs> ninety-nine. And then who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want that? That's <laughs> what everybody needs for sixty four ninety nine. I think you need and, two, two of them for bookends, don't yeah, you? Yeah, bookend it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. Um, just just to just to big them up anyway. I'm not a shill, honest. Um, they don't they. <laughs> <laughs> you podcast. Anyone listening can't see this, but it genuinely is. If you imagine that start of the witcher 3 where Geralt is in the bath it's, the it's just a, yeah he's just a statue of Geralt lying in the bath with his feet <laughs> with a rubber duck that's uh, quite incredible um yeah and, and sorry not to shill them anymore but CD Projekt Red also own um, gog.com good old games so they get reach around from everyone <laughs> we like them <laughs> yeah so there you go let's expect to see the the sales increase accordingly with our our influence. Rusty, what's your what's your best single player game that you've ever played? Um, uh, you mean I'm meant to have played single player games? <laughs> Not like oh, Counter Strike versus bots, like a single player game. Hang, that hang single on, let, player? I'll dig into this. I'll come back to you. Hang on. Okay, cool. <laughs> remember the single player campaign on condition on Condition Zero? Bet it was, it was that, wasn't it? I've a hundred percent never played that. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a few modern warfare's I never played the single player game uh, at all. Like just went straight to boot up multiplayer. So I and I feel you. <laughs> it's fine. I'll, I will get back to you. Nick, excellent Steam history here, guys. Um, one of the other things that was announcement at Gamescom was uh, Kerbal Space Program Two, Numero Duh. Mm-hmm. I like, and I don't uh, know. Is that what I mean? I don't know. I played a little bit of Kerbal, but I know Ian, you've played a lot more than I have. And I'm yeah, just, does it? Is it the kind of game that even needs a sequel? Um, I don't know. I suppose I d- I don't really know what was um, preventing them from doing what that, they want to do with Kerbal Two. In- yeah, what I suspect maybe it it may be limitations of the engine or yeah. because. The game itself is really, really, really interesting, and the way the way they've made it, it's yeah, you're just building rockets and you're filling them into space and landing on planets. But there's quite a lot of there's quite a lot of elements of realism in there, like real world physics and orbital mechanics and stuff. You do have to take all of that into account. You can't just point your rocket at a 
like at, at the moon and fly there, you have to work out the orbits and the trajectories and yeah, the fuel and hard. the speed and the velocities. Yeah, it's not a. It, it throws you in with a bit of a learning curve, but you can pick it up quite quickly once you realize what you're meant to do. And then from from there, there's so much like the. It's really, really unlimited with what you can actually do with it. Some you just go on YouTube and watch some of the videos of some of the creations that people have made in this. There's some real monstrosities. Like yeah, I I launch my little rocket and get some land land a guy on Mars or the the Kerbal equivalent Juna, and I'm like, yeah, real achievement. And then I see some these homeboys are building these massive spacecraft with refueling and flinging out to the. I'm like, how on earth? Like I try to build one thing and dock it in dock it in orbit but i messed up the docking with my thrusters and they smashed spiraled out of control it was like gravity that film with sandra bullock or whatever it was <laughs> and then and then poor poor jebediah kerbin got stranded on the moon because i forgot to account for the fuel to bring him home so <laughs> i've got a i've got an inadvertent lunar colonist um but i suppose with kerbal 2 they um, talked about interstellar colonies being a Yes, thing. so so that was one of the things I was going to get. I suppose that probably the limitations of the previous engine or with the way their the base game was built maybe prevented them from doing a lot of the things that they wanted to, to maybe add. So I get they're just looking at the screenshots and just looking at um, the videos so far. It looks like they're probably going to be building it on a new on a new engine, on a new on a new base technology to enable them to add um all the things so so one of the things they mentioned was yeah so interstellar um so there's not so you're not going to be limited to the original solar system anymore oh. which probably won't affect me at all because i never <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, i never got beyond uh sending uh unmanned unmanned probes to their equivalent of like jupiter and stuff um just when it when it got to the logistics and the fuel of working out what you needed to fling that shit beyond um Nuclear propulsion rockets as well. Is yeah. Adding, which is quite um, So I, I, I was reading something there. So that, it looks like the nuclear propulsion rockets, it, it looks like it's based on um, a real world project called Project Orion, which was uh, back during the Cold War. Um, like NASA and various other physicists came up with an idea of basically just blowing, just detonating nuclear bombs behind a spaceship to push it forward. That genuinely, that's what Project Orion was. We just blow shit up, and it'll, and and it and it works. But uh, like in theory, Project Orion could get to like a decent um, proportion of the speed of light to make interstellar travel like sort of feasible. Like not within human lifetimes, but. I can't really remember the exact physics if we could of it. Download to AI, it'd be good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so if they're adding actually, if, so again, if they're going with you know what some real world stuff we can add, they're adding project... multiplayer. Oh, sign me up for that, man. That well, sign me up anyway. I need to sign up someone else. Pissed up, up night, couldn't it? You yeah. know, just trying to so, do stuff. Yeah. So, so if so if they're, if they're adding like um more real world um like hypothetical stuff from. From back in the sixties and seventies, when NASA scientists and the uh, former Nazi scientists that we we brought over and got to work on rockets and stuff, (laughs) when they were just going apeshit with their imaginations, go, what can we build? What can we build? What's all this new stuff we can do with nukes? And this was one of the things that they came up with. Um, So, and I think even Freeman Dyson, um, who's you you know the name Dyson from Dyson Spheres, if you 
if that's appeared in any of the sci-fi you've read. I think he was even involved in... I just know them from Hoover's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different, different. Hoover is still a brand name as well. Yeah, d- d- different Dyson. Also not Miles Dyson from Terminator 2 either. <laughs> um, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> So, so again, yeah, that's really good if they're adding that in. New stuff. Um, so it's uh, being made by a company called Star Theory Games. Who's who's this, sorry? Uh, Star Theory Games. They're different. Before it was made by a company called Squad. Yes. And now it's being made by another company. Oh, Multidev. So a squad are involved, but they're not the main driver. They're not the main devs, right. Yeah, so it's but probably... I don't know what Star Theory Games have done in the past or... Or anything, but um, it's just it is a bit always a little bit worrying in my mind when there's a change of developer. So it's probably not a change of developer. Is it, no. is it probably more of a, a collaboration? It probably is. They do. They're a bit. There isn't really anything particularly laid out in this press release that allows us to understand. Yeah, because it's it's still really new, obviously. Isn't yeah, it? Um, but was, there's some interesting stuff, and it was you know it's a. Fun, I think it'd be way more fun in multiplayer, especially mm. if you're doing colony maintenance and stuff like that. That yeah, and really it's good. it's good to see the 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 supporting um the is continue or they're going to continue to support modding capabilities as well because some of the mods that people were making for Kerbal One, um, were ridiculous, like it just it's like yeah, they are fucking support. Starship Enterprise and <laughs> you could literally just import stuff in there and some really some really cool things were going on. So um, it's de- it's de- as as they release more information about it and we get more teased. It's one that will definitely, definitely be going on my wish list. Wish list, yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. Especially if I'd love to know what the multiplayer would be as well. Um, yeah, they didn't say. They just said it would be true to uh, Kerbal style. Hard. Yeah, yeah, because it, it raised the question because in original Kerbal you could um, manipulate the time, so you obviously fast forward. Flinging shit around in space is slow business. It takes a long time, so you you would point your ship in the direction, get your orbit dethrust, and then you would have to fast forward time while you floated through the void to wherever you were going. So that is going to be difficult to implement in multiplayer because obviously mm. you can't. It is is one person going to have control of the flow of time there? Do you? So yeah, that's yeah. going to be um, well, it's probably similar to how like the RimWorld mod does it, where both a, players can yeah, so the, the, like say the host can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which is logical. Yeah, and the way the paradox games do it as well. Yeah, that mm. multiplayer paradox games. The host controls the, the flow of time there. So yeah, de- de- def- definitely one to watch, and de- definitely one, um, two, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun if watch. it builds on if it builds on the first and improves it, which it should. I'm just going to cross live to uh, the on-site news team in the House of Rusty. Uh, do we have an answer yet on your best? <laughs> Single-player game of all time. See. I, I've been trawling, and it's been a long time since I've played a single-player game. Uh, what have you found? Uh, I found many a thing, ranging from some football manager. <laughs> football manager? Which one? 2009, which would give okay. you a hint on when the last time I played a single-player game was. That's 10 years uh, ago, folks. Peggle, Peggle Deluxe. Whoa! <laughs> But my personal favourite that's not on Steam or I haven't owned on Steam was probably the Age of Empires series. Okay. Yes. Uh, Good choice. You know, it's funny you mention that, Rusty, because my Steam has just dinged up a little voucher to me where I have 25% off Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Would so... you like to know something? The Definitive Edition comes out in November. 
But yep. for Age of Empires fans, in 2020, they're releasing Age of Empires 4. And it has been a long time coming. So, oh, long I, time. I forgot about Age of Empires. I'm still waiting for another Age of Mythology. Uh, did they not they do one of those recently? I don't think so, unless I missed it. And I'm going to cry if I have. <laughs> uh, I think it was free on Humble Bundle. And then uh, a lot of people had a bit of a go and decided it was poor from being 12 years old. Age of, Age of something? What am, I th- what am I thinking of? There's the expansions. Age of Consent? <laughs> let's keep this um, I was going to say child friendly podcast there but, but that was the wrong choice of words uh, let's not get kicked off <laughs> no, it was just one, there was one age of mythology and then an expansion well my yeah, favourite answer keep... was Peggle well done Russell yeah, Peg- I really... yeah. Yeah, oh, that's in your top three <laughs> <laughs> yeah I told you, it's been a long time since uh, single-player games are played. Yeah, that's, that's okay. It's interesting. and I'm sure our listeners enjoyed that into, inspection into your brain of how that, that works. Cool. Uh, the other thing, and this is just, it's the last one on my list, but there's obviously was loads, but it was this new game called uh, Disintegration. And they, they, they showed a reveal trailer for it. And it's... Um, it's made by some of the team that were behind Halo, uh, right. Marcus Leto. And uh, he's kind of like not done much and he's been working on this for ages. And it's a weird kind of first person shooter meets RPG game. So I don't know how they're going to do that. And it was, it, it's set in the sort of sci-fi future where a lot of mankind have been turned mainly into robots. But there are some of mankind that have said that they want to stay pure and keep it all flesh and stuff like that. And there's a, some sort of fight on earth going on. Some sort of, um, something similar to like, like maybe deus ex or. With with maybe the RPG elements from some, from something like, uh, a fallout or maybe. Yeah. But so it's got some sort of XCOM angles on some of the screenshots and some of the footage I've seen. Yeah. Very pretty. But then it's also got like you as the commander of your squad are in some sort of ship and you're flying above them and you can do things with the ship. That's the first person element. Ah, right. Okay. So it's, it's getting coined as a bizarre shooter strategy. Does it, it, to me, I saw a quick few screenshots. It looks like a combination between Titanfall and Apex Legends sort of mechs. Yeah, it also has a bit of rolled into that as well, maybe. Yeah, but it's got some, you know, classic kind of like bungee type eyes, glowing eyes and slits for eyes and stuff like that. So, it's, yeah, it's a real, well, there's going to be amalgamation of yeah. everyone's career, isn't there, in any game they produce. But yeah, it's I'm really intrigued good. by it. it I'm intrigued by it. It looks interesting. It's one to watch, I think. I'd say it's probably, out of all the <laughs> sort of announcements we had, it's probably the most interesting one for me. Yeah. I, I, I love RPGs, mm-hmm. but whenever I'm playing them for an extended period of time, I kind of miss that feeling of immersion you get from being a first-person shooter. So mm-hmm. it'd be nice if they could mix yeah. that somehow. What did you say this one was called? Disintegration. Uh, Disintegration. Yeah. Keep my eye out for that one. Keep your eye out, yeah. So that's Gamescom. And I mean, I'd, you know, it seems like a cool show and I would like to go maybe at some point. And Germany's always a fun place to visit. So. I've never actually been yet. I've always wanted to go to Germany, though. Yeah. It's excellent. I would recommend Oktoberfest. 
Yes, that's cool. Oh, that's very Which good. ironically takes place mostly in September, but there we are. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've, I've been north and south, and it's all very good. So yeah, recommend it. But maybe we can, maybe we'll go to Games Gamescom one year and just and get absolutely pissed. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. on tour. I know Massa Dunkelbitter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this would be my standard order. Um, so since we last had a podcast, Blizzard have done something. Oh, yeah, and they've they've brought out something that they've remastered called. They wow. have. They've, they've you may have heard about it. Totally Do you know what? Though? Like re- remaster isn't even the it's like whatever the opposite of remaster. Demaster. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, re- what do you mean? Re- re- reverted. I, I don't know because it's, okay. wow, it's a wow classic. Um. So they've undone ten years, fifteen years of of stuff, and they've taken what they've back. What, what they've given us is um, World of Warcraft as it was prior to the first day, if prior to the first expansion, um, Burning Crusade. So patch one point one two. I what think was that like nineteen ninety six? Not far off. I think. I think, this is, I think this is the state of the game in the middle of two thousand six, maybe. Okay. Um, I guess. I mean. Wow, nerds listening, please don't murder me if that's wrong. <laughs> um, I, I was playing back then, but it was a while ago. We're talking 15 years here, so I can't. But yeah, it, it, as it was, um, as it was essentially 15 years ago, or maybe 2005 then. Um, so all the quality of life things, the graphics, the I say improvements as as much as you can on this engine, um, have all been reverted back to. Um, how people would have been playing the game when they first started playing the game. Um, so it's a massive, massive no- nostalgia, uh, nostalgia yeah. for a lot of us. Um, I nearly failed my second year at uni to this bloody game. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm sure I know everyone's like, got similar stories of that era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I won't be the only one with similar tales of war about various things they nearly destroyed, ruined, lost, um, or, or whatever due to the, due to the whack. But it strikes again, and we. It's quite here. interesting to be looking on this as a non-WoW person, never played the game, never touched any versions of it or anything ever. But looking at it from the outside in, and seeing the hype, and seeing the passion, and but also being able to leverage nostalgia in video games is kind of a weird concept, generally. Yeah, and um, seeing how that works now, you know, we've seen it a little bit with remasters. Halo Master Chief Collection <laughs> and things like that, but I mean, there's nothing been quite as big as as this, really, by bringing an old thing back again. No, um, and you're right because it's it's not even a remaster. They've done it. They've not fixed. Um, they, they've like not um, improved upon anything that was complained about at the time. Um, th- there's a few things that they've tweaked. Does it support um, like ultra wide resolutions and things? It still, it still, it still supports. Um, yeah, so, so is that, I mean, that's an improvement technically, wouldn't it? I suppose. Like, so, yeah. uh, full, I mean, I'm, I'm running it in windowed full screen at the minute, so I can't see what the. But I think, I, I, I think in that sort of um, resolution, it would scale to um, scale to your screen. Yeah, because they have UI. You, you've got they've got UI scaling, and um, there's so many add-ons that rescale. Or would, would can change your UI to start okay. with. So if the, so yeah. if the base game if the base game couldn't do it, then there was def, there's definitely an add-on that can. Um, 
I, I don't have an ultra wide screen, I'm afraid, Dave, so I can't test it. <laughs> um. So uh, as, as it goes, right, day one, there you are, yeah. pressing click. Oh. Like, what are you trying to do? You're trying to join a server. Oh, my God. Right, okay, so yeah, so... <laughs> in in typical Blizzard fashion, with the release of every single expansion and DLC they've they've ever done since Burning Crusade, like fourteen years ago, um, there's been problems, and the problems are always hype, hype, hype. More people trying to play than they expected, so server load. That's and if if you managed, if you were the, one of the lucky people to get in, the lag can be in like just incredible. You've got a perfectly acceptable ping. But it's still taking you four or five seconds to do anything, which is make, makes it sort of unplayable. Well, I would say unplayable. Others would others would say. I think just... in the rusty Gelfling house, there was a six-hour queue on release day. Yeah, uh, to so, get into a server. Yeah, six so hours. Yeah, so what, what what happened was a lot of the current guilds and top rating and stuff in WoW retail as it is. So in the in the full version that's still ongoing. We're like hell yeah, we're going to play this, and so they would all pick a server that they were going to play on. And they're, they're, to start with, there were only like six servers of the different types. So you've got normal, you've got normal servers which are just you pick your faction, and you you have to toggle the PvP flag if you want to if you want to fight each other. Basically, you can't just be attacked by the random fa- by the other faction in the random world. You've got PvP servers, which is it's just a free for all. Um, which they the PvP for PvP servers are kind of your standard. Um, and then there's the RP PvP servers, which are role-playing ones, um, which are a little bit, yeah, that's which a are a whole bit different kettle of fish. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> different kettle of fish. And if you want to play on those, you do so at your, <laughs> you do so at your own risk. Um, and depending on where you and what and what you were picking, um, there were queues. So one of the one of the servers called Shizra, it um, had massive, massive queues. And when we were trying to log in there. Uh, you were faced with yeah six seven eight hour queues just to get on the damn server before you'd even started doing anything. Um, others, others, there was no queue at all. Um, it makes so, me angry to think we haven't technologically got over this lump. Well, it, it, they kind of they have, but there was a like this. There was a reason the way that you did it. So it, it, within the game itself, there's there's something called layering, which basically tries to split players out, um, so that there's not thousand people in one spot it's almost like an instance but not if you see what i mean okay um so back in the so back in the day when wild vanilla was maybe i think you could maybe get maybe four thousand three four thousand people per server and um, blizzard have outright said that you could have 10 15 000 if they wanted to and um, but the reason they can't do it is because there would be so many people in particular spots trying to do the same quest you would never be able to get your quests done. you'd maybe have 20 30 people waiting for one mob or farming the same area of six mobs so it would become difficult for them to do um and in while classic didn't have actual instancing in the way that while retail does now so it's so there's that balance of are we releasing the game the way it was back like what our intention is what are we actually trying to do so they had to balance what they ended up doing was just releasing more servers and encouraging people to change which yeah. is what we did. Um, so there are so there were still queues in the first few days. It's not quite as bad now. Um, I was trying to log in last night, and the queue was three minutes. Um, okay. So that's that's nothing. I've um, just had a quick look. The EU, there are no queues uh, as of right now. 
when we're yep. recording. Uh, the US, one of the servers has got a 385 minute queue. So still popular. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it's, it's weird because they, like they got the idea. I think they, they kind of got the idea from this, from the fact that there was pri- like there was private wow, wow servers that people were running, which was basically versions of the game at various stages in its development earlier than what the official retail one is. So there's 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 various servers out there where you can play the game as it was. Okay. Expansions, and the most popular one was this WoW Classic one. At this patch, prior to I can't remember what it was called, but it was prior to um, prior to the first release, well, the, the release of the first expansion, Burning Crusade. And this server had been up; it had thousands and thousands of players. Um, and I can't remember the specifics, but I think basically they got a cease and desist from Blizzard. They were like, "Guys, pack it in." Um. But I think Blizzard then realized, hang on a minute, this might be probably because they initially, they initially, when people were asking for it, Blizzard were like, no, no one wants it. And then looking now, it's like, I can't believe that they weren't a fan of this back when people first wanted it. It's been so catastrophically popular yeah. that it's difficult for people to even play sometimes just because you can't get on. Um, so it, it took them a while to, to come around to it. But when they did, um, it is, it is basically, I think the crux of the whole thing is one massive nostalgia trip. Yeah, but, huge. I mean, I wonder what the average age is of people playing Classic. I bet it's older. Well, I started playing, um, like I said, probably what? When did I start my account? What, 2005? Mm. So 14 years ago. Um, I was 18 starting. New- oh, hello, Fru. <laughs> Fru intervening in there calling me an old bastard. Um, when I was 18 Sorry. there. So. <laughs> um, Imagine if you came age. to WoW, let's say you were, um, how old would you be? Let's say you're 21 and you got in, you're trying to get into WoW now. And obviously there's a lot of already. Yeah, the, 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 average age, the average age is probably, is probably mid to late 30s. Yeah, but it um, must have been kind of depressing trying to like not be there from the beginning. And it was now people can be. It's a lot more of an unforgiving game. Is, is right. classic um, because lost it, a lot of its like quality of life updates. Yeah, so as the as the game progressed and as the player base started to dwindle, because at one point there was what 12, 13, 14, 15 million people. It was in double digits in the millions yeah, of people it playing it. Yeah. And obviously, over time, as the game's aged, it, that's dwindled. Um, and I, I, I suppose from from a game design element, if you want people playing it, you you tone it down, you make it simpler, you make it easier for people to play, to just come in and get on with it. Um. Which well, it means you can get more people paying you monthly amounts, which is really, yeah. I'm sure the shareholders wanted. Yeah, so the, so, the, so the game as it is now in retail is a lot easier and a lot more pick up and play and a lot um, simpler Yeah, to, to, to just come in and play. And it lost a lot of the, like, I suppose what would be those, th- those early MMOs where they had lots of things going on and there was lots of, lots of things to sort of figure out, and work out and lots of stats. Um, so the stats in WoW Classic that your character has that don't exist anymore. Uh, there's the talent trees got massively condensed. Um, the way you develop your character is a lot more in depth in Classic. You've got a lot more things to choose from, a lot more things to consider. Um, this feels almost sadistic in a it, way. Yes, it, it it is. It's a it's a harder game. It it takes longer because if you want to if you want to go into some of the raids, the dungeons, the and the, and the heroics and stuff in WoW retail, you click on a button and you clicking a queue and you just get teleported straight there with a random group game match makes it for you you can't do that in classic you have to you have to type in chat and look for other people 
if you if you've not got anyone in your guild to do it with yeah. and then you get a random group and then you all have to physically make your way to that dungeon i'm sure Very typing cool. in chat has mixed results that's <laughs> <laughs> in any game yeah yeah some of the chat channels are yeah. um are, are, are interesting shall we say <laughs> like, so it's so in wow classic as the game is now you have a meeting stone outside the front of the dungeon that goes boom meet here this is the entrance to where you want to go to do this instance to do this raid um in a couple of patches time what the game actually added was the ability to summon people to the meeting stone from across the world so you all didn't have to run there if you had two people already there you could each summon the rest okay. and that, that was that was a nice quality of life thing but it didn't exist in the base game so, so you just got to run all the way classic. across like the whole yeah. fucking. Okay. So if you want to, so if you want to do a specific dungeon and it's at the other side of the game world, you've got to go there. You've got no choice. You have to make your way there. So um, some sort of purity about that that I kind of like, though. Yeah, uh, I mean, it it takes the, the, there's a lot more planning involved. There's a lot more thinking. You've got to consider certain things. Um, I think I don't know. I think a lot of the boss fights take a lot more because you've got to consider it would. Like there's there's so many more potions, resistances, um, things to take into account. So if you're if you're going to molten core, for example, where there's lots of fire um, enemies that deal lots of fire damage, you have to take into account that fire resistance. In in retail, you you don't really have to do that anymore. I'd, there's probably certain bosses where the hardcore raiding guild, if they're going for quick kills, if they're going for world records, they will do that. But you can just go into you can just go into the raid finder, pick up a of randoms go in there and just spank away and you don't need to take any of that into account so whereas you you cannot do that here the game will punish you if you don't think about things like that so i, I suppose from a from an eight it's, it's from i suppose real rpg mmo sort of yeah i, I am the other end of the spectrum though because i didn't play wow when it was first released i only yeah. played you were playing wow probably <laughs> but uh i only picked up wow at the start of the year in january and played and found it yeah. straightforward like with assistance from people i didn't i didn't need as much assistance on this uh it's a lot more in depth playing classic to a game that i would have expected wow to be and i know it was but uh yeah from my point of view i'm enjoying classic more than i was retail okay that's good to know so ian what's your level i'm i'm level 21 at the minute not far off 22 the world's first level 60 i think that uh, yesterday, yes, yesterday, early, early yesterday, 30th, maybe. I think, yeah. Um, a streamer called Joker, Joker, Joker yeah, if, if anyone's ever heard of him, but he, um, he, he got the world first, and it's a bit of a meme, actually. It's quite funny in the in the people that are playing classic community because one of the top or one of the, the biggest top best guilds in the world, Method, um, were going for this. They wanted one of their members to be the world first 60. So they were racing to it. They were streaming, they were tweeting, they were, they were bigging it up. And they've got a lot of achievements under the belt of, the, of this guild. They've got a lot of world first kills, a lot of world first this, a lot of achievements in retail. And they're like, bang, we want world, we want world first 60 on classic. And then this just random bald Maltese guy. Just... <laughs> <laughs> this bald Maltese, Maltese gnome has just absolutely gone yeeted himself to got it and um <laughs> so you know so there, there was a lot of like all the, so so he went he went he when it when he returned back to um 
to to the main city Stormwinds here. There was there was a little parade. People had lined up around the streets and were like in-game emote cheering and clapping at him. <laughs> and and on and on his on his stream, he on his stream, he was really taken aback by it. He was like, "Oh my god, what the hell's this?" Um, but but this guy's a speed leveler, so he, he this is what he does. He goes on private servers and stuff, and he and he tries in speed levels. But I think he's got the so it's world record actually from one to sixty in WoW. So he now has that world record. Good for him. But, That's awesome. but but he's been trying to delete that character now. Because he's not really that bothered. He has no special attachment to the character, I don't think. He right. wanted to get he wanted, he wanted sure to get that. sell it, couldn't he? <laughs> I don't well, know if it, it, it'll, it'll be tied to his account. Oh, okay. But, and and also that is against Blizzard's terms of... How dare I suggest such a thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's been trying to delete that character, but you can't delete a character that has in-game mail. So people have been spamming oh, mail. No. To <laughs> <laughs> They're like a million messages. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of for me, it's a massive nostalgia trip. But I, the way I'm playing the game, I'm playing on Horde this time, where I played the other faction, Alliance, first time around in Wavanilla. Okay. So I'm actually seeing new areas of the game that don't exist in retail anymore because of the DLC uh, Cataclysm that re- basically just remade the world. All of it changed. Oh. Um, wow, this so is a proper not... prequel experience then. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a prequel <laughs> experience. It's, it's, uh, it's a good way of describing it. So, ha, You're like me. You're not playing it, right? No. Nah. Oh, okay. Uh, Rusty, what's your level? Uh, 14. 14. Okay, cool. And, like, what are you guys going for, Ian? Are you going to go to 60? Yeah, I'll get all the way to 60. Doing raids <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> he says with a sigh. With a sigh. He... <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll be forced to do this. <laughs> it's, it's more, I, I, I know the inevitability of my own willpower will fail, so. Yeah. <laughs> there is an alt gaming guild, though, on yes, the Northern Fogger server. Killed. Yes, well, well, well remembered, Rusty. We never mentioned when we were talking about the servers and stuff, so yeah, it is worth mentioning, as Rusty says. Noggin Fogger, EU. All gaming girls, everyone welcome, especially inebriates. Um, yes, <laughs> and also the home of Altland. So yeah, you can you can join the guild and play, and then come get on with the stuff. Oh, so much good stuff that we're, you know, we're going to be doing dungeons and raids. So if if you're not interested in play, feel free to do so. If you want to come and do raids and stuff, we will likely aim for that sort of thing towards sixty. So. We've got a few serious people, haven't we? It's yeah. a very yeah, wide, yeah. it's a very wide spectrum of players we've got. So there's someone like me yeah. who is very super casual about it, up to guys that love to raid and max out the characters. Yeah, and I, I can I can see just opening up the guild channel now um, that Laura has leveled up again. So <laughs> while we've been, uh, while we've been ch- so she leveled up just before we started the podcast, and she's leveled up again. Listeners, just so you know. <laughs> Gelfling from our Discord, we did ask her to join us today, but she said, uh, do I have to? I'm leveling. Is what she said. So I kind of put you into the state of mind that she's in. Laura is currently top of everyone. our guild, though, isn't she? I believe. Yes, Laura is level 28, um, and the next one is Zikna, who is level 25, and Etsy is level 25 as well. So Musha, uh, surprisingly, is level twenty-three. He's 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 in the top. He's in the top. He's four. not been very well though, has he? Please he's not been very well. He's, yes, he. Uh, no, he's he's a top. Oh, I'm yeah, disappointed. He's, he's he's a big cow. Um, or, yeah, but yeah, he's he's been ill, off work, just playing well, claiming to be ill anyway. Claiming so. to oh, be no, ill. Oh, really oh, oh no, I have the flu. flu. I, oh I got, no, I got the flu, boss. I got the flu. 
There is, there is a member of No Talent Gaming that is playing WoW who is currently level 50. Uh, who's that? Uh, Zeppi is currently level 50. Oh, yes, Zeppi. Yeah, so, so, for anyway, yeah, so Zeppi's on a server called um, Zandalar Tribe. Him and his guild, Praxis, are, uh, are going for the power leveling to 60 to immediately start raiding. They wanted, they, I think they wanted to raid um, Molten Core this weekend. Um, it's, it's, I don't think that's going to happen. Zeppi is one of their core raid team, and if he's level 50, then the rest of them will be in that area. They might, they might have one or two 60s by now, um, but it might be a few more days before they start hitting up the... Yeah, yeah, Zeppi was really, really, really invested in this. He played a lot on the... Um, the private server that got shut down that I was talking about earlier. Okay. So um, him and him and his guild when they when Classic was announced, um, they I, th- I think they really got in and um, planned planned this shit out and practiced what they were going to do and started started working out how they were going to get there as quickly as possible. So so yeah, that that's the wide the wide we'll call it a spectrum that we've got. <laughs> there, there is a rumor he may be attending Altland in October. Oh yeah! Well, yes, yeah. yes. Zeppi has attended celebrities. Past, so he has, he has attended a couple in the past. So yeah, he, he will be taking autographs. Yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> along the way, he's already massive. He won't get through the door if we keep massaging this ego. <laughs> <laughs> but Talking no, about could... so uh, yeah, it's coming up. It's not far away now. It's about five, six weeks away. October fourth. Um, so yeah, exciting. It's come. It's it's quite close to insomnia, but it was just uh, the way the dates fell this year. It just worked. Yeah, out. hot 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 on the heels of a uh, hot on the heels. Uh, just like enough it. time for everyone to recover their, financially, uh, physically, emotionally, physically and yeah, their organs, everything. Yeah, I've I got a lot of booze left over from the NEC that you guys left in my car. By the way, <laughs> you're a lot than we started. <laughs> yeah, thank it, you for really... leaving those two bottles of lovely spirit by Laura's car. Yeah, I did. I took a couple of special ones out and left them by your car. Your car's easy to find because it's sign written. So I was like, "Oh, I know where you are." So yeah. That's uh, was but there a, was was there any of that um, strawberry and lime gin, the Copperberg gin? Did any of that survive the car bar? No. Uh, I didn't no. think so. It was it no. was a delight. That was quite popular. Yeah, the popular things went. So you know, the easy to drink things have all gone. All we got left is. You know, some cheap rums and some cheap vodkas and the punishment shots. Yeah, I think the punishment run went. I think we got rid of. We were making something yeah, we called an alt bomb. We got. Rid I don't of really remember what was in quickly. it. Oh, uh, I think it was. T- it, it wasn't. It wasn't it. Rum and Jägermeister. Was it just? No, that- no, I, no, no. There was vodka in it as well. Wasn't I think it? it was three things. It yeah. Went, yeah, it was three separate things. It, I'm sure it was Jägermeister, that horrible vodka, and that punishment run, wasn't it? Because it was. <laughs> It was like almost a Farley bomb, but not quite. There was one thing different. So I think, yeah, I, th- I think. Vodka. It... Just, having vodka, just <laughs> to make vodka, it even yeah. better, guy. Yeah, just. Uh, is it, yeah. This, this is what happens at all. And this is why when I was saying inebriates, welcome. Yeah. So the NEC is quite expensive for drinking, and mm-hmm. you know, as people probably can appreciate. And um, they haven't got a very good bar anyway. And so we just decided we were going to have our own bar inside one of our boots of the cars in the car park at the NEC. That's what we did. We called it yeah. car bar. So, but this year it was particularly crazy because everybody bought loads of loads <laughs> of spirits. <laughs> well, oh, God. <laughs> Pre- previously, it was more of a, it was more of an idea that we had. 
like last year it was just an idea and there was we had a couple of things and yeah has anyone got anything in the car we could drink yeah Yeah. you know just uh, one or two bowls this year it was it was well planned and well stocked (laughs) yeah Um, i had to form two layer system it was staged in the booth yeah yeah i think I i think the cans i think the cans Cans and bottles were were in my car, and then all the spirits and stuff were in yours. Yeah. I think I, I got I got back and I was pulling everything out of my car, and Vikings three quarters of a crate of Strongbow Dark Fruits was in my boot still. So I found Vikings drinking horn in my boot. <laughs> and, and my headphones and your headphones. <laughs> and Jelly's glasses. Uh, yeah oh my god Carbar wasn't wasn't kind to be spectacled folk was it i mean no M- musha musha turned up with him within a few minutes one of the lenses had his <laughs> and he was scrabbling around he was scrabbling around on the- he fixed it he my glasses my glasses i can't yeah, he was. see he was my like, glasses is it is it velma he was, he was yeah. like he's my glasses guys and um he was he was he was he was like nobody move nobody move and um <laughs> so he, he had to fix his glasses weirdly enough i say weirdly they're the same glasses that broke at altland that he was concerned he would have to go find an opticians to repair <laughs> oh, yeah, and, that. and that was six months ago and he never got round to it so maybe he um, will for uh maybe he will for october event maybe we know that's not going to happen <laughs> no i know yeah we've got quite a few newbies coming to altland which is quite good in october yeah, we have all be nice. That's not there, but we will look. Promises. Yeah, so we got, we got. Yeah, I was, just, I was just looking through some of the ticket sales, and we've got some, um, some, some new people. One of Mush is, is bringing a friend. Luna's bringing a new friend. A couple of the guys, Vivermord's crowd. A couple of new people from them are coming as well. So yeah, and there is nice. a first ever sighting of a wild mayhem. Yeah, yeah, Chad. Yeah, he's coming as well, which is great. So. Yeah, we got uh, who else is there? There's going to be uh, Desmarac from the old gaming guys. He's coming in. Decado from the old gaming guys. He's coming as well. Uh, Ryan N, Mush's friend. He's coming. Ah, uh, yes, Potion Master. Potion Master. <laughs> Potion Master. Um, so no, it's nice to have some new faces as well as mm-hmm. there's plenty of the uh, the traditional fodder as well, which is great. We're at 19 tickets sold now. Uh, the venue can handle 72. So we've got plenty of fights. <laughs> fine. We got, but we need That's to fine. sell a few more to actually it's a big break contingent even. of the Irish who are coming. Yeah, the Irish yeah. haven't yeah. bought their tickets yet. So we need to. There's a nudge. Here you go. Nudge in the podcast, Irish. <laughs> here you go. Uh, I haven't. Kirsty and Moggs haven't bought theirs yet. There's a few people. Moggs coming again? I hope, yeah, he said he That's was. Good. Yeah, which is good. Uh, uh, slash, and, slash and Bloody. Yeah, Slash and Bloody haven't bought yet. Viking hasn't bought yet. Uh, so yeah, I think we're going to be. We should be safely close to thirty. Yeah. So uh, Duffy's be. coming for the first time as well. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. So yeah, this kind of, he hasn't. Has he bought one yet? I'm uh, not sure. I know it's he's good, got the time. He's because everybody still knows everyone, even if you bring yeah. the new people. Everybody is yeah, that's right. Right. for someone else, so it's all yeah. very tightly knit still. So. Yeah, which is it's nice. That's what I like about it. Um, Ryan Hipkiss, he's coming along, isn't he? So, yeah, be fun. So the plan of action at the moment is to set up on Thursday and people can arrive as early as they like on Friday and start drinking and start playing games and, yeah, just crack see, on all the way through. I see Beard finally got around to buying his as well after much Yes, heckling. he has. This is almost, it's quite an early one for him, actually. Really. Yeah, <laughs> <he's> been, <laughs> yeah, because it's because I, I made the point that you wanted to pay the venue prior to well, the you end. You have of, to pay it by the end uh, of sorry, August. Yeah, sorry, the end yeah. of August. 
<laughs> and then, I mean, he's waited till what a day before the that deadline. So yeah, in typical <laughs> the fashion. deadline worked. It, you know, it's fine. That's good. So no, we're good. We're, we we've got to pay the venue twelve hundred quid. Yeah, we should probably as well. We should probably have some facts. We should probably have some facts, Dave. On oh yeah, about Oldland, I think. Some facts the, yeah, like, okay, we've the, got, the, we got... The, the dates and the price and yeah, the... Okay. October, <laughs> October 4th, on Friday, October 4th, uh, starts, well, I suppose, let's say 10 o'clock in the morning, and then you can, we got the, the event goes on non-stop until Sunday evening, and uh, we've got dorm rooms for you all, so you just need to bring a sleeping bag and a pillow, and we've got, like, bunk beds all separate out in different rooms, and we've got two separate shower blocks, uh, male and female, and they're proper showers and um it's a new Ooh. venue we've not been here before it's really nice so it's set in its own grounds it's an outdoor center so we've got a really nice lovely field if you want to camp you can put your tent up there but it's october why would you but you can and uh we're gonna have a nice fire pit out there and we can have nail game out there it's really good we've got this new hall which has got a projector which oh. we've never had a projector before so we can have a nice big main screen um which is really nice and we've got a lovely big kitchen so we're going to do full english like breakfast bat things um, every morning to keep you keep you going after a night of drinking. So you wake up and you can have a, a cup of coffee and a breakfast bat, all including your ticket price. So it's it's pretty good. We kind of got it. This venue, hopefully, it will be be really good. We've not used it before. It hasn't got great internet, but we're going to add 4G. So we're going to hopefully kind of augment the two things together. And so what is this fabled price? 99 quid. Oh, bargain. Tickets can be purchased from altgaming.co.uk. Yeah, altgaming.co.uk. Grab your ticket today. Bring your it's but, bring your own booze as well. Yeah, so it is bring your own booze. We're not yeah. going to do an i series and like try and just scam you out of or much. epic, epic yeah. man. You can't take your booze yeah. there either. Be, be so, where you'll be. Yeah, bring your own computer. Bring a console. Bring a computer. Don't bring anything at all. Just bring board games if you want. That's what I do. Uh, yeah. So bring a switch. It doesn't matter. There's lots of people playing loads of different things, and we. We create lots of little events throughout the weekend for you to come up and take part in. And we're going to set up a few different gaming stations in the hall as well that you can just pick up and play. Uh, Ian is making an amazing little game that you I can... Was, I was hoping you weren't going to mention that. He's I'll trying to make an amazing to little action. game. He will yeah. have the amazing little game finished. <laughs> He's trying. And that'll be like a, a few things. But... Is it high score, Ian? Are we going to go with high score? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just how many waves you've lasted. No, it's, it's just a high score until... You've only got three lives. It's just a top-down score thing um the enemy enemies constantly spawn if any of them get past you at the bottom of the screen they'll come back again so any that get past you they've not gone they're coming back so um it's just a, just a high score thing high score at what like the i, I don't know i don't know if we'll get what we're going to do the end of the end of the end of the land the end of a certain day by the time we have the pub quiz which yeah they might do that so we can do it on stage yeah so, so, so by by the time the pub quiz maybe do it there i don't know what the award's going to be yet shots probably yeah we'll um, find some inflatable toy or something that they carry <laughs> around for the rest of the weekend um, um yeah we, they have a quiz on saturday night which is free you don't have to buy a separate ticket for it it's included and it's always a really good evening of uh stupid quizzes and we get like some members of the community all to produce a quiz round so we're getting some guest rounds from akubamba from rusty from ian and from nightfire so we've got four guest rounds this year which is fantastic. And a few bonus rounds where you might have to drink something, something along those lines. So, I've got, I've yeah. got a, I've got a special, special surprise in store as well for mine. Oh, 
you, 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 you won't remember, Dave. You, you weren't at the uh, Insomnia pub quiz. Phys- uh, no, not, not anyway. state, Physic- not any state, physical state. I was there <laughs> physically for a little bit, but not so, mentally at all. So, they're, so they're, for anyone that remembers the picture round for in, from Insomnia just gone, um, it was more of a. I don't know how to, it was. It was. It was more cryptography than it was picture. Um, ah, yeah. Some sort of Mensa test. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a bit of a puzzle that you had to work out. So I'm. I'm. I'm going to try and. I'm going to try and slot. Slot a little puzzle into one of mine as well for people to figure out during the um during the quiz. So. I am glad I was not there physically or mentally for that pub quiz. <laughs> I, I did turn up I at one point. I know we went in was, together, Rusty. We did. I was there physically, but I was far too hungover for it. So I just kind of sat there in the dark with sunglasses on and just hope no one would ask me for help and just kind of just eyes open but mentally asleep. I think I think you went well well ignored, well yeah. unnoticed. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, so looking forward to Outland, and I think that probably wraps us up for this podcast, guys. Uh, thanks very much for joining uh, me and Hat and helping us get it like down for another week. They're always quite hard to pull together people and stuff, but I appreciate you putting the time aside. Thank you very much. Only for you. Ah, uh, and then we'll try. We'll try and do. Yeah, we'll do another one in a couple of weeks' time, kind of mid-September before Altland, and then maybe we could record one at Altland. I don't know. We'll see. I said we'd record one at the NEC, and that never happened. We were you know, far. I was far really, really or hungover. Yeah, or <laughs> some sort of weird combination of two. But yeah, we'll, we'll uh, good to do one. Be good to do one. At well, thanks but, for having me. Yeah, man. Well, you go, back to, you go back to like Championship Manager or whatever you're playing. I'm going to go and play Peggle. <laughs> yeah, Ian can carry on grinding properly rather than. I will, I will. I will rejoin Laura. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. So, yeah, good night, everybody, or bye bye. Night. Bye.